All right. This is for real this time. For realsies. This is for realsies. This is it. This is the podcast. Okay. That literally two of people have asked me about. <laughs> Are you doing a podcast? Those two people. I'm not going to tell you their names. They're, they're main nameless, but they saw little stupid photos we put on Instagram and the cats and the microphones. And Can you tell me later? It's not. Sure. I'll, t- I'll tell you off mic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's not a cat podcast. I'm sorry. If you were coming here for a cat podcast, that's not what this is. It would be better, though. It would be a better podcast. The name of this podcast is, and I'll have you say it because you originated the phrase. You're mean to me. You're mean to me. doesn't even sound like words. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's your mean to me podcast. We're going to be talking about the things that we kind of love and have started to love by association. Mm-hmm. For me, is wrestling, and you fell in love with it. And then for you, it's... Uh, Bravo Liberties and reality TV. Bravo Liberties. That's what they're called. That's the the coin term. Bravo oh, Liberties. Oh God. You have so much to learn, Christopher. Yeah, yeah. And then also relationships, because I'm sure that our real life is gonna pour into this at some point, or we'll talk about things that happen between us. We've only been married for about three months. Close. Yeah, it'll be three months next week. Okay. But who's counting? <laughs> Me, I'm counting. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah every day. It's our day 55 anniversary. Like, what? <laughs> sorry, no? sorry I keep track of our love. <laughs> Please stop. Please stop. <laughs> so one, one thing that, uh, one, one person that kind of pulled you into wrestling is Cody Rhodes. Yes. There's a lot of controversy around Mr. Rhodes right now. Mm-hmm. Yes, you agree. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're stating a fact. How am I supposed to disagree with that? <laughs> The name of the goddamn show. <laughs> um, but it, one, another argument that we've had, we had a very passionate discussion about mm-hmm. this a few months ago, and I, I wanted to bring it back around because I think it makes sense, is that MJF, right. who's a big star in AEW, former world champion, there was rumors and things going around that he might jump to WWE at some point, possibly in the beginning of 2024. That's probably not going to happen, as we've seen. But your side was that, you thought it'd be great if he jumped WWE. Yes. And I said it'd be terrible. Yes. And now one of the things I think that both of our arguments hinged on was Cody going to WWE and how he's been treated the last few years. So now with all the Cody rock Roman shenanigans, do you still believe that MJF would be better off in WWE? And let me preface this by saying you're an AEW hater. Okay, well, how about full disclosure? You have ties to AEW through friendships and relationships that you have. So if we're going to be really real about this. There's nothing to do with it. I mean, uh, well, I mean, you have more emotional attachment to AEW. I'm not talking about There's nothing to do with it. I'm just saying, if you're going to call me out as an AEW hater, I think you should be honest about your... That I'm an AEW lover. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay, all that aside, yes, I have friends... That work there. I'm in the wrestling business. For those who don't know who I am, which is probably not everyone. Yeah, everyone except for friends and family who watch this. I'm in the wrestling business. I've been in the wrestling business for almost five years. Uh, started as a referee, now I'm a manager for WrestlePro New Jersey, owned by Pat Buck, who is a VP at AEW. I have other friends who are wrestlers there, backstage people, you name it. All that aside, mm-hmm. so we'll get that out there. You don't like AEW compared to WWE. Correct. But, and your original argument was that MJF would be better off in WWE. Right. Do you still believe that now? Yes. Seeing what happened to Cody, how he just had his main event spot at WrestleMania, uh, still not 100% on this, but possibly has had his WrestleMania main event spot taken away, usurped by The Rock. 
I guess my question to you would be, has AEW never dropped the ball on the storyline? Has AEW never made a bad, like, back office decision? Like, this is just going to happen. They've never had somebody come in and built a storyline for two plus years and had somebody come in and just wipe it away for their own ego. No, I don't think that's happened. When the when CM Punk came in, he didn't wipe anything away. They built new storylines around him. They they inserted him into the world title picture. And then what happened? He got fired because of a beef with Jungle Boy of all people. Like, <laughs> what's he up to these days, Mister Jungle Boy? He's in New Japan. He debuted in New Japan and, and ripped up his AEW contract. Okay, but I only know about him because of his beef with CM Punk. Like CM Punk made him relevant because of they they beefing. Right in AEW. But, I mean. Now CM Punk's over here thriving. This has nothing <laughs> to do with CM Punk. I'm just saying, you're making it sound like AEW makes all the right calls. I didn't say that. That's not what the debate is. The okay, de- but like, I'm, like, it could happen anywhere. Also, when I was first introduced to MJF, right, mm-hmm. he was feuding with Borlo. He had his contract. There was some weird storyline. I wasn't really involved, but you like described it to me. And then when he finally had his match, he got powerbombed like a million times. You think that was a creative choice he had? Like, oh, I want to look like a fool in the ring with this guy? Like, that just made it seem like I don't think that these storylines are always good or the creative side of it is always going to go your way. But nobody stepped in and pushed Wardlow out of the way and powerbombed him instead. They didn't bring in a bigger star to replace Wardlow because that was the culmination of a storyline. It was a culmination of them breaking up as a as a team. I mean, almost as like a manservant situation because he had Wardlow. Yeah, but it made MJF him. look kind of weak, No. Didn't it? That was my. I didn't think MJF was a big deal because I made it seem like he couldn't wrestle. That was my introduction to MJF. All right. Well, then they built him back up. Okay. And then he gets built back up. He has a feud with Punk. Listen, I don't think anybody out there is dreaming of the day that they main event all in. Okay. Like. <laughs> yeah, Will Osprey is actually. <laughs> is he? Will Osprey's definitely dreaming of that day. Is he? Is he? He's British. He's the greatest. He's the be- one of the best wrestlers in the world right now. He's coming to AEW full time very, very, very soon. His New Japan contract's up, and he's a huge star in England. He already, he was at the first, well, not the first All In, the, the first All In at Wembley last year. Yeah, no. So, so that that kills that argument that nobody's everybody wants it. Eighty thousand people. MJF and Adam Cole main evented. In front of eighty thousand people. I'm just saying, it's not. A, it's not something. You, I feel like you're still you're you're dancing around the issue. Do you think that MJF is better off? Is he, he just lost the world title after a long reign? He's recuperating injuries that he's documented on different interviews, podcasts, whatever, whatever it is. Do you think he'd be better off in WWE where he'd have to start over? He'd have to build himself up probably over a couple years. He's not going to walk in there. And be a surprise Super WrestleMania main event guy like Cody did. Do you think he's better off starting over now in WWE than if he just came back and was still a top guy main eventer in AEW? Okay, so here's the thing. If he comes in and he has to work his way up, it takes a couple of years, right? If he signs on the contract with AEW, he's there a couple of years and he comes back as a bigger name and he has more status, he still ends up in the same place. It's just a couple of years. So would you rather spend those couple of years at WWE or would you rather spend those couple of years at AEW? I would rather, if I were him, I would rather stay with AEW for another two to three years and build myself up even more, more world title reigns, become a more recognizable figure and then go to WWE when you're closer to 30. He's still, I believe he's 26, 27 years old. I don't know for certain. He's very young for, for wrestling and to be the level he's at. So I think if he's not even pushing 30 yet, 
to spend more time in AEW, get the season, become the biggest star AEW has hands down, and then his asking price, the, the price he'll, they'll have to pay for him, WWE, is going to be ginormous. And he could walk in to WrestleMania and be a top top guy. I, I don't think he's there yet. I think he's on the cusp of being there. And after seeing Cody do it, and, I mean, look at Jade Cargill. Well, then I don't understand what this has to do with the argument because, like, we're talking about Cody. You're, you're saying that what happened to Cody should have an impact in MJF's decision or, like, what do you think MJF should be? Because but it, how does that, like, how, where does that connection come in for you? How does that make you double down on your opinion? Because seeing Cody, who he's close with, who he also feuded with very, very early in his AEW career, almost, I think, out of the gate. Um, yeah, because he was, like, Cody was his mentor sort of thing. Um, it, it, seeing Cody have this two-year story and the rug pulled out from under him, why would he want to go there? Why would he want to go there and be like, oh, Well, how maybe- about the aftermath of that? I mean, We Want Cody was trending, number one, on Twitter. It's a global thing, I'm right? Still, it's I'm- making the mainstream media. My dad was talking to me about it because he <laughs> saw it on the news, and my father can give two shits about wrestling. So this is making headlines. Right. So you're telling me he would make headlines at AEW? But if Cody is out of the match and it's Rock and Roman and Cody and Seth, that, that in my opinion kills Cody's momentum it literally gives him the second it literally gives him the first of all the story hasn't even finished right okay we don't know the narrative keeps changing all speculation right we haven't had a final decision made okay that's number one number two I still think you're not focusing on the love that it's outpouring for Cody right now okay his 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 status at WWE is making people hate the rock of all people <laughs> I would never thought in my lifetime I'd see people boo the rock or chant Rocky sucks that was awesome <laughs> so this was impactful and I'm sorry you can call me a mark for WWE all you want but I'd rather be the mid card or the undercard at WWE than the top face at AEW I'm sorry Ooh. I don't think it's that special. I don't think it's made a name for itself. And I think you just love Kenny Omega and the elite that much, which I'm, I don't, I think I can see good wrestling both places, but I think it's just, WWE is just that much better. You know, Cody was part of the elite, right? Yep. Yeah, now he isn't. So, you know, he, he started it. He's, but he isn't now. So what's the argument right, he there? Had a, he had a personal issue with somebody. Won't, won't tell anybody. We have to know, Cody. Nobody needs to know, but like he's not there anymore. So how does that like how does that help your argument anyway? He left you, too. You, you, he's back at WE because he wants to finish his story. That's where his daddy was. <laughs> you don't you don't know how how Dusty's career ended the WWE from an in ring perspective, do you? No, I'm not old the, enough. With the black and yellow polka dots and the yeah and yeah no, well we won't get into that. It's a whole other story. I'm just saying I don't see how you like. I get that you like AEW. I get they have good. A good roster. I'm not saying that they're bad wrestlers. I'm not saying they're the minor league of wrestling. But they're only, what, five years into their... Mm-hmm. And, like, WrestleMania is, like, an established thing, an established event, right? Like, Right. 40 of them. Number so, 40 this year. And WWE is just one... Like, you know, I mean, I don't I don't see... I, I guess maybe you're looking at it from someone with a little bit more knowledge of the industry. And I'm looking at it as a casual fan. And as a casual fan, I can't imagine anybody right now as a little kid being like, oh, I can't wait to be at All In. Like, no, you want to be at WrestleMania. You want to main event WrestleMania. You want to win a Little British kids want to be at All In. (laughs) 
<laughs> what? It's at Wembley. That's where they're sticking with. Please, sir, may I have some tickets to all in? No, nothing. All right. If you hear somebody eating rock candy in the background, that's actually one of our cats. Uh, <laughs> See, so it is a cat podcast. <laughs> it is. Oh. Mm. <laughs> so it's going to become clearly. Uh, all right. So you still stick by your opinion that I he, will always stick by that opinion that he'd be better off right now in WWE if he had the chance to jump today. He should do it. Yeah, I think so. I don't. Okay. All right. All right. Well, there's nothing really mean about this. We can call each other names. You're kind of looking at me funny. This is just my face. I look at you funny. <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. If you're just listening, you, know, you got to watch on YouTube. Or not. No. What? No. What? What? <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know if I look good on the camera. Oh, my God. <laughs> is the lighting right? You'd spend 90 minutes doing your makeup. I hope you look good. You said that in a very catty way. That was very mean. You're mean. <laughs> that was a very mean thing to say. You know I love my makeup. I know you love your makeup. But it, 90 minutes just to do a podcast in our dining room? There's no watch on your wrist, by the way. <sighs> well, don't watch on YouTube. So you can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me learn how to promote the thing that I'm creating for the cat. I don't know. All right. All right. We're going to see. We're going to get. <laughs> we're going to organically start picking on each other. Um, let's switch to reality. Mm-hmm. This is an argument we've had uh, the other night. We've had it a couple times, and I kind of want to actually record it this time correctly. Um, Vanderpump Rules. Yes. A show that neither of us really watch before Scandaval. Yeah, prior to Scandaval, neither of us were avid watchers. Of I didn't know what the show was. I didn't know who Lisa Vanderpump was. I didn't know anything. Just Scandaval permeated everything where, where I work. They were writing about it, talking about it. Everything was this fucking Scandaval thing about Tom Sandoval breaking up with Ariana Maddox after 10 years cheating on her. Yeah, he didn't break up with her. Oh, yeah. like, I mean, this that's Sorry. a very like weird way to put it. <laughs> cheated on her, had an affair with, was it her best friend? Were they best friends? If you ask close? Ariana, they were the best of friends. The best of friends. I mean, they were close. I'm not going to recap the whole thing. Anyway, so they do that. They have the Bravo reunion where they all catty called, scream at each other, and you suck and you're the worst. Um, and they come back for the new season. Mm-hmm. On the heels of that, mm-hmm. since then, Ariana's done Dancing with the Stars, almost won. Here comes the cat to make it a cat podcast. Son of a, <laughs> Hi, Rosebud. Son of a bitch. Um, Tom Sandoval did, and she's going to rub up against the microphone. Tom Sandoval <laughs> did a reality show for Fox, I think Special Forces yeah. or some shit. So they come back, and I'm like, I was actually like intrigued to actually get into the show now post Scandaval. Mm-hmm. And that season premiere mm-hmm. fell fucking flat. Okay. And you don't agree that it fell flat. You thought it was good. You you said it it, it pulled you in and you're, you're interested in the rest of the season. Sandoval wasn't even on the show. Yeah. Okay. Raquel wasn't on the show. Rachel, Raquel, whatever she's calling herself these days. She's not going to be on the show. That's been said. Why would you start the season? And you're going to go, oh, well, they started recording it. Why would you not start the season when Tom Sandoval was back from the fucking reality show and ready to dive into this? Why are we just seeing everybody else's lives and like the fallout? And like, oh, I live here now and this is my daughter and I have a job. And oh, like it was boring. And to bring it back to wrestling, I know I'm ranting here. Bring it back to wrestling. Like if the night after WrestleMania, if Cody Roman and The Rock aren't on Raw, what the fuck are we doing here? So that's 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 where my brain's at. So what made you think that was a solid follow-up, solid season premiere? 
after such a pop culture permeating story like Scandal? Well, one, they had already, like, you said not to go into it, but the timeline doesn't work out, right? Like, you think, like... I'm not kidding about the timeline. What, what about that episode what, what got you excited to watch more? Because that's just how it goes, right? Scandal was one event. This show's been on the air for 10 years. There's been a lot of other developments in these people's lives that people care about. And no, but nobody's nobody's heard about it unless you're a Bravo head like you. Exactly, Bravo. just like like if, if, if nobody cares about All In unless you care about AEW. Nobody people care about the rest of them if they've watched this show. Why are you gonna keep shitting on All In? I'm just saying that's the only one I know. Tell me, I don't know any other PLE or pay per view that they have All In. You know why? Because I'm a casual fan and they don't matter to me. So. Vanderpump Rules. Prince Charles has fucking, or, or King Charles has fucking cancer. You leave England alone. <laughs> That's been, rude to bring up. He's been Prince Charles for so long. Uh, anyway. Uh, okay, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I think you're looking at it as, oh, this is what captivated me. You have to keep yes, me captivated. That's what hooked me. But there are, honest to God, like fans that have been watching since day one. I don't care about them. You don't, but they, they don't care about you. Bravo isn't catering to Christopher Robinson when they're filming this shit. They're catering to the fans of Vanderpump. But they should be catering to the casual fan that maybe came onto the show because of this. Just like wrestling does it to casual fans. That's why The Rock is back. But they did this already. They there. already went back and they actually started reshooting after the shit blew up because they wanted to get one final episode in showing the aftermath. We already saw the aftermath of this. The reunion. Yes. Now we're seeing the dust settle. Okay, now we're seeing Ariana get on with her life. We're seeing how the rest of them are addressing and looking at things in hindsight, right? Like they're they're looking at it and saying, "Well, what am I should I really felt this way about Raquel? You know, how are we moving forward with Tom?" Like we are still getting that, but everybody has to be involved. This isn't just the Ariana Maddox show. Right, everybody else to be involved. Sandoval wasn't even there. I think that was a great ending to that. Like I was like when he walks in, it's like, "Oh shit, next episode, what's gonna happen?" Like. These shows have to develop. Next episode, he's not going to have a mustache. Oh. Like, I don't get what you... Like, this is just how it goes. This is how every one of these reality shows goes. Like, shit happened last season. When the new season starts, you get a sense of how people have reset. Right? And you're now building the story. Again. Because each season kind of has their own storyline going. What storyline did they build besides Ariana giving Tom Schwartz a cold shoulder? I think I... I think Katie and Tom got divorced... They're still navigating their life as part of this friend group post-divorce. And I believe there's going to be a love triangle somewhere in this season. Mm. Yeah. Um, Lala is still navigating her life post-divorce in a custody issue. I think they discussed this on the first episode. You know, they all have businesses. Lisa Vanderpump has businesses. That's what these all these shows are about. Like, it's her fucking show. I, it's, fu- it's funny to me, too, that being her show, she is not, in my opinion, a primary character. Or... or over the course of the show now has kind of been knocked down to just overseeing it and like being involved in their lives just because of the last 10 years. But she's not a primary character on the show anymore, in my opinion. Not really. I guess not. But I mean, again, from that episode. So here, like I'm willing to give them another episode to like, Oh, how generous to, of you. Yeah. I mean, you, kind of benevolent. Next time you talk to Andy Cohen, <laughs> tell him, tell him that I'm going to do it. Because I want to see Sandoval come. I mean, all the that's the thing too. The preview for the rest of the season was more intriguing than this episode. Like I'm, I'm because there's episodes to watch. Like you can't just give it all away in the first episode. I'm willing to wager that the next episode is much better, much more intriguing. Sandoval comes back, things get more dramatic, and it's just a better. Like I just feel like from a production editing standpoint, this episode was a throwaway. Like little parts of that episode 
could have been included in a, a bigger picture in, in something else that they they could have structured the episode around a bigger moment than uh, Ariana giving Tom Schwartz the so many fucking Toms giving Tom Schwartz the cold shoulder because to me like that's the thing they gotta leave you wanting more for next week and I guess to leave you wanting more is just well what's gonna happen when Sandoval comes back like from Special Forces I. I don't know. I think also you don't watch enough reality TV show. Know that that's kind of like the formula for these episodes. There's like the fights and the things that they lead up to are just brief moments, right? You might have like an altercation or like a tense interaction for like two or three minutes, but then it's a whole lot of nothing <laughs> where you look into all their other lives and they talk and you see them like doing other things and having well, coffee like- and going out to dinner and just chatting about What's going to happen? And then they do like a lot of the housewife shows are just them eating and like, oh, we're going to this restaurant. And then we fight. Yeah, oh. that's the, la- the last episode you're watching of Real Housewives of Miami. They were on a boat in Mexico. Yeah, and then then they were beefing, and, and then, then they stopped beefing. And then the one woman, I don't know their names, the one woman started feeding dogs on the shoreline. Oh, Lisa, yeah. And then the other woman got mad at her for feeding the Kiki, dogs. Yes. And then they started screaming like "shut the fuck up" at each other and yeah, screaming and it escalated very quickly. And then they, then the boat went by a weird island of doll, baby dolls, like toy dolls and doll heads, and it was creepy as shit. And they were like, oh, yeah, no, that's just, that's like the, the, the boat driver was just like, yeah, no, there was this, he told him like a quick story. He's like all nonchalant about it. Like, yeah. And then so, you know, they hung up the dolls to ward away the spirits. It's just like, what? Like that, but you're right. The whole episode was just like nonsense. At that. I mean, there was some stuff about divorces and bullshit like that. But well, that's the, the thing. Fight. Most of this stuff is just them leaving, leading their lives. But it's just like, and then when they interact, it's like, okay, fight. And then go back to leading. Like, even like when they've been in Mexico at, in the Real Housewives of Miami, like you saw Adriana preparing for her show that's coming up, right? In Mexico City. Um, Lisa's dealing with her divorce and talking about what like Lenny's going to give her. And, you but know, that's the appeal. That's the, that's the appeal. And that's why you're drawn to wrestling. And that's why I'm giving these shows a chance because it's like story, story, story. Tension build, tension build. Maybe not even connected tension build between two people, but they're both dealing with bullshit, and then they just like the match, and then they both go at each other, even though they're mad about other things. They said, "What's her face?" and divorce. I don't know what the other one was mad at, but just the dog feeding, which was weird. Thing that was so weird to get mad at, like she's just feeding. I don't know. Like, she got mad because Lisa was making comments about how the dogs weren't taken care of, and it came off privileged. Kiki grew up less than privileged and Lisa was talking about how like I gotta take care of these dogs and I have to be the savior. Right, but they're dogs. Okay, but like, it wasn't like poor children sitting on the thing. They're, they're I'm just dogs. saying that's how Kiki felt. I, know, I, I think know. it's a valid thing to be upset about, but yes, it escalated. Lisa could have just sat right. down and said I'm not gonna feed the dogs. Like both people just took it too far. And that's the fight. And, and that's then it's over. Yeah. And just that, like wrestling. Exactly. <laughs> but will they fight again? Is that the beginning of of an a, ongoing feud? Of a dislike between those two <laughs> that's gonna come back around. See, I mean, that, that's why I would say reality TV, and I put it in quotes if you're watching on YouTube, because it, it's the, the producers, the directors, the editors, and everything, they, they kind of steer the ship. They do. In certain directions. They try to put people into combustible situations when they know that they're, you know, boiling over for whatever reason. Don't even tell them what to talk about. They'll be like, oh, you should bring this. Like, oh, yeah. definitely. Listen, I'm not stupid enough to think that this is all real, like, real reality. Feed, feed those dogs. It's going to piss her off. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, oh, okay. Like, that'd be funny that earpiece is in. Like, gotta feed the dogs, right? It's the feed the dog scene. And then, <laughs> oh, wait, the baby, dead baby dolls. Everybody, shut up, shut up. It's the weird, creepy baby dolls for no reason that have nothing to do with anything. You're really entertaining yourself here. With what? <laughs> Your own self. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing my own one man show. Yeah. You're sitting here, too. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we circle back to it, but yes. Okay. So, 
you, you're excited for Vanderpump. I'm going to give him one more shot. Mm. And that's it. Just like you should give AEW one more shot. I give him lots of shots. I watch the collision. Now, what if our truth jumped to AEW? First of all, <laughs> then, then we got some. <laughs> all right. Or if like Prince Nana came to WWE, then it's just two ridiculousness and non-seriousness together. You want Nana to manage truth? Yes. <laughs> That'd be ridiculous. I like them both, and I think they're make, funny. Make no sense. That's the only thing I like. I only watch Swerve come out, and then I don't watch the match. He only enjoys entrance. <laughs> he's an amazing wrestler, and he's turned into a I heard an awesome heel. You heard from me. You and the heard. sheets, the dirt sheets. The... Oh, <laughs> is that what you call? In in Bravo Liberty World, it's the the blogs. Oh, you call them the, the sheets. The sheet, the dirt sheets. The yeah. dirt sheets. Yeah. Because they'd be coming up. My algorithm now sends me a lot of wrestling stuff on the social medias. Oh, we can talk about algorithms? No, I mean, that's... <laughs> I mean, if you want to, you're here too. <laughs> I don't know how we could debate algorithms. Oh, and then what, what, else is, what else do you want to talk about? Tony, what do you want to talk about? Is there anything you want to bring up? Any rela- we, get, we said rea- reality wrestling and relationships. Is there anything in the relationship you want to bring up? Putting you on the spot. Thinking about it. No, what what in my relationship to to talk about? Huh? We're not that interesting as people, (laughs) as a couple. We're not. Oh, well, that's upsetting. You think we're like people want to hear about us? I don't know. Well, what is going on? What's going on? Huh? What? Like what's going on in our life? You, you, I, I bought up an Incubus Coheed and Cambria concert today, and you're ditching me for your brother to go with him. Yeah, but me and my brother have gone to Incubus concerts for years together. Okay, but then the three of us could go. We went to an Incubus concert last year. I also year. think my brother would feel like a third wheel. Like, it's like a date, and then we chat, he tags along. In reality, it's like our thing, and you're tagging along, but that's not how We're not teenagers. I'm going to be like, let's make out during Coheed and Cambria. Like, oh, we weren't going to? Or like, let's make out during Aqueous Transmission by Incubus. <laughs> oh, that was the plan. I was or Anna Molly. I'm just going to listen to Incubus songs that we can't play because it's a podcast. If you're not an Incubus fan, you're probably... Well, they're, def- they're, they're very certainly going to play Aqueous Transmission because it's all of Morning View. Yeah, because they're re-releasing Morning View. They were going to do it last year and call Morning View 23. I just read they're still going to do it, re-release it, re-record it, and call it Morning View 23. I'm like, hey, guys, wrong year. Like, <laughs> I guess because last year was the anniversary of it, like 20 years yeah. or some shit. Is that your favorite Incubus album? No. What is it? Um, the one with Drive on it. Uh, make Yourself? Make Yourself, yeah. Oh, I love it so much you can't name it? Oh, my God. You put me on the spot. It's not a music podcast. I know all the Incubus songs I love. Oh, good for you. You know all the songs you love. That's why you're not coming to the concert. Because I couldn't remember the name of the album. If you love it so much. Oh, my God. I told you, I'll get other seats. You and your brother can go sit wherever you want to sit. You should I'll... sit in front of us and then stand up in front of me so I can't see. Because <laughs> I'm a foot taller than you? Yes. Uh, it's just uh, we've gone for a long time. We went to the, the last one we went to was the one at Radio City when they did all of Make Yourself, your favorite album. And last one we went to was last summer at PNC Art Center. Two summers here. ago. Two summers ago? It wasn't this past summer. It was the summer prior. Really? Oh, yeah. fuck. It was at PNC Art Center in New Jersey. It was them and Sublime with Rome and some other opening band. Yeah. That was all women that I don't remember. And they were amazing. But you didn't sing. Like, I was really loud and annoying. I'm I didn't over. sing? You don't sing Did your brother sing? Yeah. Okay. I can sing. We can, we can, we can do the harmonies together and... No? I don't want you to do it as a favor to me. I'm going to like go in like a mustache and a trench coat, but like Tony can't see me. I look like a fucking local pervert. Like <laughs> in the crowd, like two rows behind you. Forget being in front of two behind you. Throw popcorn at you. And also like 
Well, obviously we won't do it this time because we know what they're going to start with. They're going to start with the first song on the album. Well, it said the album and hit, so they might not. No, well, the last time they did this for Make Yourself, they just went All through it through. and in order. Yeah. And the encore is like, they did maybe do an encore, they do three or four. Yeah, and then they did a couple of like the hits from the other albums. So like they played Warning at the last one, obviously my favorite song. But So this one, obviously they'll start with Nice to Know You. and But like Carlos and I, when we used to go, we used to play the games like what song they're going to start with. Yeah, and what song's going to be their encore. And when I try playing that with you, you're like, I don't know. Like, you got to guess. That's why it's a guessing game. <laughs> and then on the way home, we do nothing but listen to Incubus, and you didn't do that with me either. <laughs> oh, well, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't know how to enjoy an Incubus concert. I'm sorry I'm not your brother. <laughs> I'm sorry I don't have the same passion for Incubus that he does. I love Incubus. It's one of my favorite bands. I saw them way back in the fucking late 90s when they were, at, again, at PNC. All right, fine. Go down. I'm still gonna go. Just I'll sit somewhere else. Okay. And just cry myself during the cry. I mean, if you really want to come with us, no, do me no favors. (sighs) Was the other potential name for this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Because all we do is favors for each other. (laughs) Don't do me no favors. All right, let's wrap it up because we can't. We can't do an hour that that we're not there yet. I don't really like talking to you for an hour. I don't like being at this table with you for more than five ten minutes at a time. But here we are. It's going to be the end of our relationship. This podcast is going to kill us. If you're supposed to say you're mean to me, not this is going to be the end of our relationship. <laughs> You've never been meaner to me than at that moment. Well, my last podcast was called Chris's Divorce, so I just bring that back again, I guess. <laughs> bring that back around. Oh, this one should have been going, Chris is remarried. <laughs> it's not about our marriage. Our marriage, I, our marriage is three months old. I was just trying to tie it all together like a trilogy. We'll do a spinoff. If this if this gets real wildly popular, we'll do a spinoff. Where we just talk about our wonderful married life together. Okay. It's on camera. People could see you rolling oh, your sorry. eyes. <laughs> and if they can't, I just told them you rolled your eyes. All right. Let's wrap it up. Uh, we're going to be all over social media, Instagram, Twitter. Like I said, it's going to be on YouTube. You can find all the links below. Like on every other piece of content you consume, you know where to find it. Your Mean to Me podcast. Uh, subscribe, like, follow, all that jazz. Um, thank you for listening and or watching. Is there anything you want to say? You got to come up with a sign off. Like Tony, Tony out, like or something. We'll workshop that. Later, homies. No. Later, homies. I'm not doing it. (laughs) Later, homies. You look ridiculous.